Spelunker, let's face it, you're in deep, deep trouble. Welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Sam. I'm Sean. Full house tonight, guys. That's right. We're here. We're uh, all here. Yeah. Everybody's here. It's been a while. Everyone is here. Yeah. <laughs> everyone <laughs> is back. I'm confused with this match for the game that came out a while ago um, in which everyone was here, but you weren't in that game, I noticed. You were not a selectable character. Uh... Is the if idea you look at the, if you look at the Mies, you'll see that I am in fact there. Huh. Yeah. Is the idea of everyone being here just like copyrighted by Smash Bros? Yeah, that's like yes. I've never heard of that before Smash. <laughs> yeah, I've never yeah. I've, in fact, if I see that in future things going forward, I'm going to think like, wow, they ripped that right actually, out of Smash Bros. Yeah. Even past things. Yeah, I actually <laughs> wow. had a party, a house party a while ago. Um and I said, like, oh, everyone's here. And then I got a cease and desist from Nintendo. And I had to <laughs> Knowing how often they, like, issue takedown notices and things like that, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, yeah, that was probably, like, handwritten from Sakurai. Oh, yeah. You know? Uh, okay, cool. Not a, not a Smash podcast. We're exploring every NES game released in North America, uh, as I'm sure most of you know by now. But if this is your first time listening, just wanted to make that clear. Because today, we're talking about Spelunker. Yeah, it's another did, sports title. Did anyone? Yeah, <laughs> I guess I guess you could think of it that way. Did you think of it that way at no. all? Okay, good. I'm glad. Um, but did anyone know what a spelunker was before this? Like, yes, did you yes. have a good idea of the game yeah. you were gonna play? Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't know Basic how it was idea, going yeah. to. Like, I had a feeling it was gonna be a side-scrolling like puzzle game, but I knew it was gonna be about going down into the earth. Okay. Yeah. I uh, I had some thoughts that I think will make sense. Will be better fit for sure, later. Yeah, yeah, we'll get yeah. to that. And Joe, I'm sure you're just like yeah. you just know everything, so uh, fine. <laughs> I knew, yeah, same thing. I knew, I knew you, I knew you had to, you had to dig or explore underground. Yeah, I figured there'd be caves involved. Yeah. Oh, there, there's a cave involved. Um, <laughs> and so this is Spelunker, uh, 1983. This game first came out. It was developed by uh, Timothy G. Martin. What a name. What? Yeah, what a. I, the G is like included on the Wikipedia page. So I didn't want to be rude and just call him Timothy Martin. It, I don't think yeah, it's on the splash guy. screen, though. I think it's just Timothy Martin. Okay, so maybe he doesn't want the G. Yeah. Uh, mm. Wow, that was very insensitive of me. But the ga- uh, the company that uh, he guises the whole thing under is called Micrographic with a capital G on graphic. Oh. So, like, capital G there, Spicy. capital G in his initial, just throwing it out there. And so Micrographic Image is, I guess, like his little thing. And this was on the um, Atari 8-bit line. This wasn't in the arcades in 1983. So uh, the Atari 8-bit line is like their computers, too. That counts all that stuff. And then eventually it gets on to the Commodore 64. And then finally the NES in September of 87. So it, it was quite a journey from 83 to 87. But we've seen this a few times now, right, guys? Where it's like... It's true. Most mm-hmm. games uh, end up hear from other platforms and the weird thing is is that this is another broderbund published game and so we've heard of them a few times now specifically me and you sean i think we did those other episodes but yeah i feel you, like they were just you know, doing a dump of games like were they just trying to do like a, a broderbund launch i think they <laughs> just did them all in september of 87 for the most part so if we just want to do like a quick recap of like the trend that i'm noticing with broderbund right now is that they are signing like kind of like self-created 
like self-made guys who like designed these video games by themselves. They were popular back in the day, and then Broderbum was like, "Oh, these, this is cool! Like, we'll publish your game on this new console in America, yeah. all at the same time." So you have Tim Martin for Spelunker. Then you have Will Wright, who's going to go on. Yeah. We talked about him. He's going to go on to do SimCity and everything else that goes with that. Uh, he did Raid on Bungling Bay, which uh, was a mixed episode. And I didn't really understand how we felt at the end of that. I was I, like, I was very positive. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Uh, and then, <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought it was just cool. And then uh, Douglas Smith, uh, who did Load Runner. Load Runner, obviously, being a big deal for that whole thing. But don't forget, Broderbund also gave us already Deadly Towers. That's true. A lot of people so, want to forget yes. that. I, it took me a second to remember what, what Deadly Tower you had. Right, already yeah. You had to go through out. all the yeah, therapy so lessons. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> all coming back to me. I know Sam had just finished uh, the therapy with that. Uh, so, I mean, Broderbund's up to a weird start, right, guys? Like, I think it's neat that they're doing this. Like, I, I like this connection of, like, this one guy made this game for, like, computers, and now it's on the NES. But at the same time, it's like, some of these games are... It's a mixed bag. Just okay? Yeah. Yeah. This is like almost indie, though, right? In a it's sense? sort of like an yeah. I, I that's what I was going to say. It's sort of like that whole like uh, oh no, now it's a Nindies thing with the Switch. Um, this isn't quite that because it is third party and it's not really uh, all quality across the board. But I mean, it's still it's still good for the industry. I and would I think say. I think I'm, this might sound weird because they're not indie games, but. These games definitely give off a different feel than the other NES games yeah. playing. They almost feel indie in that they sense do. of like they feel like they're doing their own thing that other NES games weren't doing. Yeah. If this is this might be skipping ahead a little bit to initial impressions, it. but when I first started it, I I got the feeling I was thinking like, oh, you know what? Some people really like this game. And like you, you know, like how you can tell that it's like a really big hit with like a core group, right, right. right. And I mean, obviously, that's why it became an NES game from an arcade game. But I, I, I don't know. That's that's yeah. I know. I, I think I get that feeling too sometimes, where like I've heard the name of a game before, mm-hmm. but and then I play it and I'm like, well, this isn't that great. But it's like clearly but, it had a following. Yeah. I mean the 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 fact that because I do before we record these, I'll I'll get. Uh, I'll get a lay of the land of what the um, modern critical reception of this game is by, you know, just going on YouTube or going on to um, any website that does retro reviews. And uh, the fact that there are so many uh, for all of these games is is pretty interesting because um, a lot of them will still give them very high scores because I feel like they have this, uh, there's a lot of, Nostalgia. Yeah, nostalgia, nostalgia, but also just like they, it's like an obligation. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is, you know, it's from 85, so obviously it's classic. So, yeah, yeah. I like your impression first off. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know what you mean. For like forgiving it because of the time, and it's like, that's something that I definitely don't agree with. I don't think that like. Anything should get a pass, like like yeah. just like old movies. So it depends should on still what, your, be good. what your context <laughs> is. If you're saying how was this for the time, then sure. But you're not always saying that. Mm-hmm. We're definitely not saying. Yeah, that, so. we have no yeah. nostalgia, and that's why we have nostalgia. And uh-huh. I also just find it odd that like a lot of these are a lot of games that I feel don't need to see the light of day anymore get virtual console releases. And I think Spelunker also got a virtual console console yes, release, as well as just getting new games. But I guess we'll get into yeah, that. Yeah, and, and another thing that's interesting, too, about Spelunker and Load Runner is that those two games came to the Famicom, like, very early on. I'm talking, yeah. like, 84, 85. So, like, even long before. And, they, you know, remember, they're mostly, like, 
Western made games yeah. that like the East got first, and I think that's just interesting. But at least maybe, on the platform, yeah, on the platform, right, right. They, they always, yeah, that that is true, Sean. Uh, okay, so let's talk a little bit about Spelunker. You know, you're uh, you are a Spelunker who is exploring a cave. You have a finite amount of air that you constantly need to replenish, and uh, you're just it's kind of like a collectibles game where you're just exploring the cave, trying to get items, but you're also trying to like make progress through the cave, and it's all. It's all kind of interesting because it's not screens. It's one giant cave that you're exploring yeah. through. Uh, what did we... Can I get, like, first impressions on just that, that concept? Maybe start yeah. with Joe? Yeah, I actually... That was... That was the... When I started, I had two two major thoughts. One was that the fact that it's one giant level that you're exploring through. I thought that was kind of cool. It gave it some, some feeling like you're actually exploring a cave. But my other thought, which is not about what you asked, it was... That this game got immediately pretty frustrating for me, which kind of which kind of diluted the whole like fun of like the exploring. Frustrating how? Frustrating in the way that it handles and controls. It's very very sensitive, especially to like fall damage. Where sometimes I wouldn't even think I was falling. I feel like I'm stepping off of a platform. It's like one step and I would die. If you jump too far as well, right? If you jump too far, and sometimes if you hit your head on something. You yeah. just die. Well, I mean, you shouldn't yeah. hit your head on anything in a cave. Yeah, it's dangerous. <laughs> right, that's true. Um, yeah. but, like, this is a life simulator. <laughs> but in, in terms of my first impression of just the concept, um, I would say that, because I think we will have to get back to... Oh, totally. Uh, we'll, game these control. are just I, that was, that was just like That was just itching to get out of yeah, no, I, I know, I know. I know the same that I was here. frustrated. Um, I, I thought that this game, once you take away the theme of going into a cave and... Uh, the way that they frame, uh, like, your air supply. Uh, this is a pretty basic concept. Like, if you took away the theme of, you know, a rocky cave and then you changed the um, your air gauge to what it essentially is, is just like a timer. Right. Um, this is a pretty... It's just go collect the keys, open the doors, and you're there. Right. And collect whatever you can on the, along the way. I didn't. It, it seems like a fresh coat of paint on a very bland object to me. I agree with that. Yeah. Sam, uh, mine was kind of similar. It's like, oh, this is cute and clunky, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got, you know, it's got music. It's got different. It's got different obstacles. That music that just continues to loop though, like very fast. I, oh, yeah, that one other song. Was that other song? The death song. The scary song. Ooh, when the ghosts come. Oh, oh yeah. That's oh great, yeah. And. This was another thing that was a first impression that was, oh, this now I get where Spelunky came from. Right, it right, came, okay. They, yeah. It came from this game. And mm-hmm. they even have the ghost in Spelunky that you can't touch. Uh, and this one, you can you can shoot him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But, like, what are you shooting him with? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it yeah. was in the manual. I forget what it was. You're just, like, uh, you're I'll distracting him with air or something. Like, you're, re- you're just releasing I air. I think it is air. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's what it is. And we'll talk about those concepts later. I just really fast, I'll get through my first impressions because I think they're similar to your guys. But I just want to say... The, this is another game where, like, the graphics, and I, I know it's weird to talk about NES graphics games, but, like, when the graphics are bad in an NES game, that's a bad thing, like, you know? <laughs> it, because there's, like, an acceptance level for graphics in those older games, and then there's, like, you know, this I put in the same basket as, like, you know, uh, like a Popeye, you know? It's not like, quite Popeye. It's but not it's quite still... Popeye. Yes, Popeye is definitely the worst thing we've ever looked at on yeah. NES. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's like, it's down. It's like, low, it's it's like Load Runner, down. I think. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, Load Runner. Okay, that's yeah. another good example. And another thing to mention, Load Runner, is that on my first impressions, this is kind of what I was trying to tell you guys about, like, Load Runner, where it's like, again, it's a game where I wish that, like, you would see the vastness of the cave 
from mm. the very start. They do a better job than Load Runner in terms of like how much they show on the screen at one time. But I would have liked to see even like even more of the cave and less of you. Well, I think that um, in Load Runner, it was a uh, it was a utilitarian thing that we needed to see more. Uh, it was hard to play that game just seeing as much of the screen right. as you can. Whereas I think you have enough information with the I guess resolution of the cave. Uh, that you're given. I mean, it would look it would look a little cooler. I guess that's what I'm saying. I think it yeah. would look cooler. I think it, I think it would like it, it would make you feel like you're part of a bigger thing yeah. if it had that. And yes, to Sean's point, like the original Load Runner was designed to have everything on one screen. Mm-hmm. That, that was not. I'm not trying to frame that as the case for like that. Well, Spelunker had uh, Spelunker, right? This is yeah. called Spelunky. Yeah, sorry. I'm, now <laughs> Sam confused me with Spelunky, but that's a game that comes out much later, um, which we might get to. Uh, but Spelunker it was not designed for that, like, all-on-one experience. But I thought, that, you know, maybe not the whole cave, but as much as you, maybe you fit, like, a little more just to feel like, wow, I'm this little tiny guy. Right. Or, or, or even, like, uh, like Legend of Zelda has that map that makes you realize, like, oh, my God, I'm that tiny dot, and that big square is, like, the whole... You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. even some something scale. like that. It's effective, right. I guess, in... Right. in, in you know, yeah. kind of engrossing you yeah. in in the world of the game, at, at, like at the limitations of the console. Right. And I think overall, the the idea of this you being like in this one world that the level doesn't change in this big world. I think like there was a time, literally talking about from when, since when we started this podcast, there was a time where that would have impressed me a lot more. But now we've played other we've played games that have done well at least one game that's done that better and we've just played other games that have like introduced so many new things to yeah. NES games that I didn't really know were going to come. That I mean, right. not too long Isn't ago, that impressive? yeah, like, well, not too long ago we we played a game that simulated an entire industrialized planet. So I think yeah, yeah, right. my my scope thing, like I'm sorry, the the bar for scope. On an NES game is set pretty high right yeah, now. Yeah, like if we had played this, this was the fourth game we played. I probably would have been like, "Oh my god, I didn't know NES games could do." That. I mean, yeah. obviously I did because I knew right, Legend right. of Zelda. No, was I know. Yeah, but we have still, I know, but we have Legend of Zelda. Right. We have Metroid. We have to Sean's point, Raid on Bungling Bay, yeah, Castlevania, Castlevania, yeah, right. uh, Rygar. You know, like these games had much bigger worlds than mm-hmm. this pathetic little cave. But um, <laughs> so uh, I know that we're all dying to talk about the death thing in this game and game over screens and stuff, but. Can we forget that for a second and pretend like you could play this game and talk about like the exploration part of it and like the platforming obstacles and the enemies and stuff like that? I think that's like a I'd rather give the overview of that first before we talk about the second beat. Okay, cool. Uh, I thought that it was interesting that there are a lot of different kind of ways to interact with the world, but I also think it was frustrating like. The, my least favorite part are those like the what is it the smoke that comes down from the ceiling? Yes, and you have to, you're in the minecart and you have to avoid the smoke and it's cool because it's like a little mini game in the middle of your regular game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it almost feels like it too because the screen is kind of like just contained in that portion. Yeah, and you you've kind of mapped out in your head but then, where everything else is going on. But then you, so you get all the way to the right and forget what item it is that you pick up when you're done. I think it's a key. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you have to go back and do it again like immediately afterwards, and it's mm-hmm. just a little. I don't know. It's stuff like that I thought was a little bit frustrating. The repetition of it or just the, the, repetition like, the tediousness? Of it. Both, I guess. Okay. But I guess that's the whole point. Well, I mean, there only, there's only one seg- segment where that is even introduced. But there's other kinds of smoke that you jump over. I, I don't know. I thought it was... It's like... In, it, I thought it was interesting that you could... That, that was like a little minigame in itself. 
but then they immediately made you do it again. Yeah, but although yeah. um, something kind of fun happened. The ghost appeared once I got to the end for me, mm-hmm. and so I had to be really because I feel like you need patience when you're going through it. But uh, I had to be fast also at the same time because the ghost was chasing me. So it kind of it was a little bit different on the way back. So I'm kind of uh, changing my opinion. Yeah, on it. but <laughs> um, which is totally fine to do. Uh, yeah, I, I think I see what you're saying there too, though. And and I kind of like at first playing this game, I thought it was neat how many different examples yeah. of like exploring the cave they give you right off the bat. It, but it kind of fizzles out fast where you start realizing like, and that's what you do. Right. As yeah, you that's the, the game. Like, yeah, that's yeah you, the game. You would want. You would think that like, oh, when you get towards the bottom, there's some crazy like new element, and there's like there's like a cool you know landscape feature. There's like a waterfall and things like that, but nothing like that crazy yeah. different happens. Yeah. Now you throughout gotta, the whole playthrough. Now you got to jump and put a bomb down, and then jump and get away instead of just walking and putting a bomb down. Yeah, and and I think, and I think it does do a good yeah. job of like tutorializing that yeah. part of it you know like the very first things you do it's like the very first thing you do is walk off the elevator and die yeah exactly. <laughs> so that's a good segue, I guess. well i guess that's tutorializing in a way yep. so you're on an elevator on a cave and you you control the elevator up and down on the control pad and then you sink it up to a part where there's a hole in the cave and then what happens sean you walk off the elevator and die yeah, i almost imagine it like if you live in a city and there's a subway and there's that tiny little space between the subway and you the immediately platform, fall through. You fall into that. Yeah, you I fall have yeah, fallen into that. And that also uh, happens to be where the third rail is, and so you get electrocuted on the way down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did get my ankle caught in the gap once. So See, there you go. So you're, you are perfect for this game. Yeah, <laughs> but but it's like. It just seems. It just looks on screen like he could step that distance, but no, that's like a jump. Yeah, that you, need. Yeah. you can't step yeah. that distance. Uh, you also don't want to have the elevator up a little too high. Okay, yeah. Not even a to, little. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a little too high because then he'll jump and die. Uh, you need to get the elevator to perfectly fit the hole mm-hmm. and then perfectly jump just the appropriate amount. Because if you jump too high and yeah. then land, you broke yeah. your leg. You've crushed both kneecaps and you're dead. Uh, so there's just like. It's a lot yeah. of things that can happen at the very first input right. of the game that will reach a game over. Like it's, like, it's, it's upsetting. The fact that the elevator has like such smooth movement, like it doesn't just like click into place. Like it, yeah. you know, it, it, I would rather have this just you just press down and pop. You're down in the next spot. You don't have to worry about like lining it up. Or That's even not, like, like Legend gameplay. of Zelda, you know, had like it started with a cutscene of like you know like in. Sorry, this is for the Nintendo Switch version where they like make it this way. It, you have to like. You don't even get the choice of walking into the into the cave. Uh, into the cave. Yeah. It walks into the cave for you. Uh, obviously, that doesn't happen in the original NES version. You can go swordless, but like just having something like that, like showing you, like, All right, and here's what you're gonna do. Like you, you have to jump over those right. platforms. Like you would never know. Yeah. So for the well, very first thing in the game to be like, you're gonna die in this game. <laughs> yeah, I, sure, but it's not supposed to be hard, right? Yeah. Well, I feel like because it's an NES game, that's okay. Because if you die, then you just do it again. But if I was at an arcade and that happened, I would be pissed. This wasn't an arcade game, though, right? It, it, it did eventually. It did. Come to okay. The arcade, eventually, but it did okay. start in the arcade. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. The, the, okay. the one thing that I, I find the most bizarre, though, is that the rest of the motions of the of the character aren't that like cause older NES games that we've played. They're very like discreet. They're sort of like clunky walking animations like even donkey kong when you're mario like it feels like a just a chore to to move him Mm -hmm. um but other than the fact that he falls from like two feet and dies like he he controls pretty well yeah i think he feels fluid especially going up it's just so strange when like if you 
if you just fall a little bit, you will die immediately. It's right. just an odd yeah, it's not even departure really, from the rest of the game. It's not even really the way he controls. It's just like how touchy everything around you is. Like, yeah. It's a little and I temperamental. Just, I just yeah. can't stress enough though that I think it's just an odd design choice that like your first inputs in the game could kill you. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> right. no other game does that right. really. Like I can't think of another like Super Mario Brothers waits for the Goomba to show up right. for a little bit at least. You know, yeah. like well, um, I guess uh, what was the what was last week or two weeks ago the the flying game? Oh, Raid on Bungling Bay. No, the other flying. Oh, Sky Kid. Sky Kid. It's more like if you don't make an input, you will die immediately. And it's just as confusing. That's so funny. I remember that. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just you you think you're watching a cutscene and then you yeah. just crash on the runway. Uh, but like this is just co- the complete opposite. And uh, I don't know. I just I just found it almost unacceptable. It's only acceptable because it's funny. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I guess like and, and you know we've complained. You talked about Jumpman just there. We've complained about like how like he can't do jumps for a guy who's named Jumpman. Like if he yeah. jumps too far. He like like even if it's a leap Please. to the elevator, jump man is not land man. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's true. Uh, he'll just like die, and that's like frustrating because you did land on the platform. It was just too much for a construction worker. <laughs> in, in, in this game, like in this game, it's like he's not even falling from heights. He's literally yeah. just jumping across yeah. to the next thing, and, and it, it's killing it. And if you do fall from a height, you don't even fall the whole way. You just as soon, yeah. as, as, soon as you fall, it just like stops. Like you're dead. You're yeah. dead halfway down. My yeah. head cannon though is just that. He, like I was talking to Mike earlier, my head cannon is that he went into the cave with already broken legs. Oh, uh, that's mm. a good, yes. I like. That. You might think that this. Yeah, exactly. He's got like paper legs. Um, <laughs> you might think that this game is. Actually Actually, just to tell people, don't go into caves. You'll die. (laughs) The actual only correct option is to hit up when you're in the elevator and get out of the cave. It's a whole overworld. It's a secret ending. (laughs) Secret ending where you go and reunite with your family that's like so unhappy that you took up this stupid hobby. Uh, So obstacles, uh, other than the fact that you can kill yourself by doing like a ton of dumb things you know there's also some things in the game that could kill you Sam uh, Sam mentioned the steam kind of coming out of the Mm -hmm. pipes in the cave or whatever and then there's also like a bat yeah Uh, alarm bats with acid poop no that's guana Uh, yeah yeah. (laughs) guano it says that in the I'm saying, oh, okay. it says it's in, the, in the manual. In the manual. Let me uh I have the manual right here. And then there's the ghost obviously, but it's just like these are strange choices, right? Like, <laughs> like that's all they can throw at us yeah. is yeah. like I feel like most of the obstacles are the cave. Yeah, yeah and like, the platforming nature of right. it too, but and that's fine. I think if you put more enemies in the game this would become really frustrating, oh, even yeah. more than more so than right. it is. Especially with that air gun because that air gun like freezes you in place. Yeah. For a good while too, so the whole time you're like air is draining. Yeah, I you think know, it's you're... it's trying to train you. Well, the fact that the ghost only shows up every so often shows you that um they don't want you to use the air gun very often. I guess like a bigger question too outside of like 
you know, your, what you have at your disposal and the enemies in the game, you know, because there's kind of few things in your way. Is is there also like enough to explore? Is there enough like reason, like the keys and the and like the coins? Uh, are those coins? I'm not sure, but like the, that that stuff yeah. is it. There's not really like a lot. It's it's kind of a vast, right. and, empty it's, cave, yeah. and it's not like they do anything other than like rack up your points. Mm-hmm. So like if if there were if there was like something where I'm like, oh, I wonder what that's gonna do, and then I'm like, I gotta try and get to that. But like, right, you really only need the keys to right. to keep progressing. I think it would be cool just as spectacle um, if every level you were sort of discovering new things because it like the first time through. Uh, you start seeing like, oh, there's like a weird like altar, and like, oh, you get farther down, like, oh, there's like a an, an actual giant pyramid, and then like you have this little uh, inter like intermission where you have all of the riches that you found, and then you go to another cave, but it's just a it's different s- colored cave. Yes, it's exactly it's the, the same, same. cave, mm-hmm. and I, I guess like it would feel a little bit more meaningful if it was different layout with different stuff at the bottom but no this is just like you just keep going trying to get a high score yeah Yeah. Yeah. palette swap and i learned this while looking stuff up after i was too frustrated to continue playing but uh it's a palette swap and the keys are invisible the keys are invisible in the second playthrough oh which is great yeah Yeah. cool Cool. (laughs) (laughs) you just have to know where they are (laughs) yeah uh okay so there's there's the enemy problem there's the emptiness of the cave there's the repetition of the cave the song that loops forever yes. and, you know, not the best. In fact, that song isn't even in the original versions. So I don't know why they thought, like, well, if the NES version wants to sell, we have a four-second song loop and, that we can just keep <laughs> looping. And the sad part is when I turn this on, the menu screen has a song that I really like. It's awesome. But it's only I on lo- the menu screen. I thought that it was, like, super, like, cool to open up on. It kind of reminded me of, like, uh, Kid Icarus's opening where it's, yeah. like, the title screen, like, scrolls yeah. up and you got, like, this cool theme song right. thing. <laughs> And then just to have it be like this game, yeah. like when you start, yeah, you think you're on like some big journey. Yeah, it is like a very cinematic opening screen where like each credit pops on like to the beat of the music. Mm-hmm. And it's right. like very like yeah. epic. When <laughs> that's like half the memory of the game. Yeah. Is the when, what's his name? What's who's the guy? Who's the guy? His name? Uh, Tim Martin. Tim when Tim G. Martin's name <laughs> there came you go. up. Oh, nice. Uh, I don't know. It, it felt very like not not very epic, but decently epic because you know this guy like wants it to be known that he was that in charge of this game. game. Like, All right, guy, let's moment. see what you got. Yeah, and you know, having just watched uh, um, Bandersnatch recently <laughs> on Netflix, which old is a, news, Mike. Yeah, I know, I know, but I'm saying, I haven't having, seen it yet. Having or experienced it, it yet? Yeah, yeah. Having watched it, it's like. You know, those guys were making games around that same time, and they were all, like, you know, they knew who the creators of the games were. So, like, I wonder if, like, that was just a thing that, like, you know, even though video games weren't popular, putting your name on the game had gave you a lot more validation in the gaming world. Yeah. It was like, wow, one guy made this as opposed to, like, Nintendo R&D 1. It was sort of like a, um, I think it was more of, like, I guess the indie thing to put your name on it because when, when we think about... Uh, like the the Japanese scene at the time, the the most you'd get is just like your initials in the high score menu or something along. Yeah, those it's lines. true. You wouldn't even get yeah. Like even remember in the Metroid episode we talked about, they wouldn't even spell their names correctly or fully. <laughs> yeah. You know, like they were just kind of like you get this, and then like that that's what you have. Like mm-hmm. we don't have enough characters to do your <laughs> whole name. Sorry, Sakamoto. Um, yeah, okay, and then. You know, anybody else have any other thoughts on Spelunker that we didn't talk about here? Great, because I'd like to talk about 
some similar, more successful games, in my opinion, that are like Spelunker. Uh, one being Dig Dug. Everybody right. know Dig yeah. Dug, the uh, arcade arcade style. This is not. I think this is not Spelunker in the sense that, like, you know, you're exploring a cave, but you're, you know, the, it's a more satisfying arcade loop yeah. of the game and less on the exploration. But there's still like things to find in the sand as you're digging, and like there's much more going on on the screen. There's a lot more to be like aware of. So I think Dig Dug is more successful in that approach of it. Then we have, as Sam mentioned earlier in the show, Spelunky, which is like... <laughs> oh, we're not, we're not sticking in the in, in the same generation. No, no, no. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, a roguelike version yeah. uh, of kind of like the same thing, but like, you know, it's not the same cave every single time. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting and dynamic, whereas like in Spelunker, you beat the cave and then you get, oh, the cave is purple now. Right. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Uh, and then one more to mention, SteamWorld Dig. That's oh, a yeah, Dig I played that. And that's like the Metroidvania version of Spelunker, yeah. where like you are digging your way through a cave kind of at however you want, at your own pace, at your own leisure, and you're upgrading uh, as you go. And I think like yeah. those three are examples. And like, you know, yes, they probably couldn't have been done on the NES, though Dig Dug probably could have. But like they're different examples of the same kind of concept that I think are way better than oh, Spelunker. Yeah. yeah um... So there's that. Yeah, this isn't getting... I mean, I know we haven't done it yet, but I don't think this is going to be essential. So, okay. so yeah, I think it was worth mentioning yeah. other versions uh, as, like, other recommendations. But a sequel was released for Spelunker, if you can believe it. Mm-hmm. Spelunker 2, uh, mm. Yusha E No Chosen. Like, that's the that's my terrible uh, Do we know the Japanese-English translation. We don't know... Um, no one knows. The tra- I don't have the <laughs> translation, I guess. Like, it's like nobody bothered to... Uh, do it, but Spelunker 2 is how we'll refer to it. Uh, Irem published the game. They were the guys who also published um, Ten Yard Fight. Mm-hmm. No, what a game! I can't remember. I know we've had. We keep mixing these. Yeah, we keep forgetting. Obviously not published. Another yet, sports like, game. Yeah, another sports <laughs> yeah. game. Was it, was it Irem? Um, we get we get like these. I know two we get the confused all the time, up. and that's why it's worth not talking about. Right? But funny enough, the reason why I bring up Spelunker 2 uh, is not because it was Japan only, but also because it was released the same month as we got. The original Spelunker in North America, so it was released in September eight, September eighteenth, nineteen eighty-seven, and so I think it's funny that like as we're getting it, they're releasing the second version. I bet they've had high hopes that they would yeah. be able to get the second one over here too. But if we didn't, that probably means that it didn't sell as well as Broderbund uh, hoped. Yeah. And then there's uh, Spelunker HD on the PS3, <laughs> uh, which is a remake. Of the original Spelunker with HD graphics and 100 levels. Okay. So can you really call it a remake at that I, point? I think yeah. as long as the first level is the first is the first cave, then I guess it's a remake. Sure. Yeah. I agree with that uh, sentiment. And then in Japan, again, Japan like must love Spelunker. They got Spelunker two X and a third Gaiden and, uh, kn- and Knuckles. <laughs> this one I have. This one I have the English translation for. So it's Spelunker Black. Okay. Oh. Which adds a, it adds a new character. It's pretty much Spelunker HD again, but with a new character. And now some parts of the level are just completely black. <laughs> <laughs> they just, they, so they just they just did less work. So you can't see anything. You have to you have to feel around. But how do you, how do you feel? know when you're bumping into something? I guess when I guess sound like, or? I if guess you die, some way you know. I, I it was Japan only. I couldn't play the game. If you but die, like, there's something that would kill you there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess it was more just like 
you know, I mean, at this point, Spelunker is, like, ingrained in their heads, so they might just, like, know. Like, big fans of Spelunker just know. Like, oh, yeah, and then this section, you gotta do this. It's kind of like in Tetris, right? When, like, um, Tetris the Grandmaster, which is, like, the arcade super version of Tetris that, like, you see top-level Tetris players playing. When they're doing that, and then all of a sudden, like, the blocks are invisible, but they're still breaking them, it's like, at that point, they, they just know yeah. what's happening, you know? Like, it's a it's a whole other level of playing. I don't think Spelunker Black was meant for people who played the NES version of Spelunker Okay, but there's no way that there's, like, a pro circuit of Spelunker. Like, there's there's always a pro circuit of everything if AGDQ has taught me anything, okay? <laughs> awesome games done quick if you don't know what I'm talking about. It, if that doesn't say... They, they, they every, play Spelunker. Yeah, no. I, what yeah, was no. uh? What was Spelunker Black released on? Spelunker Black was also released on the PS3. Okay, <laughs> and then uh, even very recently, uh, Spelunker is on Switch. There's a really fun, cute, uh, and it has a demo. If you're interested, uh, I played the demo in Japanese a while back, but I, my understanding is now the game is also available in English. Uh, but you don't need you don't need to know anything. But it's kind of cute. It, it's the Spelunker concept, and you do you can die just as easily. But you have a two foot fall jump again. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it's that bad. Right. But it they they like kind of made everything cute and chibi. Uh, Sounds like Sean's yeah, on board. This is not my cup of tea. <laughs> and, and there's like RPG elements of it too. Like like what you collect. Like the caves are levels, and what you collect in them carries over. So like you can skip stuff. But obviously, if you collected everything in the level, you get like a you big could, pile of gems. Yeah, you could spend more at like oh. the shops oh, okay. and stuff. It's okay. an interesting concept. I, I would I would highly recommend checking that out. Um, a lot of people who played the original Spelunker pushed that on me when the demo came out on the Switch. They were like, "Oh, I love Spelunker. You got to give this a try." And I just think like, you know, great for them that this series is still somehow running, like <laughs> on, on some level. But like. I would never recommend if you're enjoying the demo for the Switch one to go back and try the NES one, you know, be like, you know what you would really like? A version that strips everything out. <laughs> and the smoothest thing in the game is the elevator ride. It is a smooth elevator. <laughs> All right. Uh, should we go into the essential games list? Let's, um, do, let's it. do it. All right. It's time for the essential games list. <laughs> It's hard. It's hard. Everybody's laughing, that, right? but no one will know why. Um, but maybe you guys are just laughing because you can't wait to vote. That's exactly what it is. And in case you're wondering what the essential games list is, it's basically like us deciding if this game is still worth playing today. I don't care about 1983. It's in the past. <laughs> it's also, to some people, happening right now. Like, you know, it's like... The years are fluid, yeah, and we're like, just traveling Time through. is just confetti. Exactly. With events happening around us. So I'm talking about if you're currently situated in the coordinates of 2019, uh, that how do you feel about this game at this moment in this uh, in this loop of time? <laughs> I think I think that's me. I think yeah. it supplies me. Okay, great. Um, so Sam, you can go first. Then oh, tell oh, okay. how you feel since you feel like you're a candidate yeah. of the I feel 2019 like universe. At least right now I am. Okay, yeah, Sean and I uh, still got to work out whether or not we're, we're we fit in. Take that, your time. So. Um, there's lots of it. So what, how are you voting, <laughs> Sam? Well, uh, <laughs> no, deep it's, breath. It's not essential. Uh, it's, I mean, I feel like you play through it once, and you're like, all right, I get it, and that's all there is to it. Is it's, it a play it? Ah, uh, it's like a maybe play. I think if, if you're at all no, curious, okay. whoa, whoa, whoa. no, all it's right. a play. Okay. All right, I'll yeah, give it a play. Yeah. It's either play it's it or a, pass. It's a play. It's definitely all right. It's all a right. play. I'll give you a play. It's right. a play. Joe, play it. I think it's a play. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, I think that even 
even if you took out like the things that bothered me the most, like particularly the controls being so bad and the in the fact that you die so easily in this game, I don't think it's really still that interesting. I don't know if I would still get even give it a play it. Um <laughs> Sam is mouthing it's a play. Yeah, no, I think right it's now. important though. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I I think like it's interesting that they that what they tried to do with the exploration, but it just it just doesn't do it for me. Um and and I noticed while I was playing, I t- I already mentioned how much I liked the the opening music on the title screen, and then when I got a game over, I really liked that music, and I realized like I'm enjoying this more before and after I play it <laughs> yeah, than yeah. actually the time I'm playing it. So like I can see why people like it, but it just was not for me. Sean uh, one thing I I want to say is that I don't think that exploration was the the main conceit going into like the development of this game. I, I don't think we're seeing it especially clearly in the way that they wanted it to be seen. It's more it's just a puzzle game. It's just a puzzle platformer with unforgiving uh, verticality, I guess. Um, that being said, it's still it's still bland. Um, it's it's a, a chore to move around in. Uh, if you have to, if you, if, if you're on just like a, a weird incline, you might die when you land. Um, and, uh, yeah, like there are, there are games of this era that, that did cave diving better, which is a very specific thing <laughs> to be better, like to have things like outperform you at. So I would Especially say Especially when that's your whole game. It's your whole game. Yeah. Just skip it. Uh, skip it. Cool. Skip it. There we just go. Skip it. All right, and uh, now for the verdict you've been waiting for. It's me, uh, and I'm gonna tell you that this game is like a, you know, probably better left off as like a tech demo of like the very first parts of the first level, and then you just try those out, and you're like, huh, neat, and then you don't continue on. Like, I don't know. To me, this isn't even a full game with everything that comes after it, and I think it's it's like cool that for some people they have nostalgia about this. But I can't imagine if you weren't there at that time that you're going to start playing it now and be like, where was this? Like, in my childhood, <laughs> like, I would have loved this. Like, probably not. All right? It's one of those things you had to experience, and unfortunately we didn't, so we have no nostalgia for it, and I am definitely not going to put it on the essential games list. But I'm also just going to recommend that you pass it, because I think at this point we've built up a solid library of games that you should play, and those are all on the... Um, on the website in the episodes list, you can see we list play it, skip it, essential, or listen to it if it's a special episode. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's fun. And I think you'll see a bunch of play it's that I would highly recommend o- that haven't made the essential games list over something like this. So it's a no on both fronts for me. You know, it came out really hard for the play it's, but now you guys are giving me second thoughts. <laughs> no, you know what? I think you just stick by your guns. If you enjoyed it, you enjoyed it. Yeah, I didn't really enjoy it. Yeah. It's more like play I kind of got that feeling at least from stick yeah. near your guns. It was like play it so that you could not enjoy it as much as I didn't enjoy it. Great. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, like, let other people suffer, too. Yeah. It's not enough that they have it's to like, listen to our podcast. See, it's, yeah, it's like people like this game, play it, and you'll think they're dumb. <laughs> I think every every game here comes with like that asterisk of like but play it if you are doing this whole like exploration thing with us like if you want to play yeah. all the NES games like you shouldn't even care if we say play it or essential or not I think you should like tell us alongside everything we say is meaningless yeah yeah essential, I mean like to, it should be to you guys like <laughs> if you're the listener right you're just listening to us for the fun of it we should you should never say well you know Michael Esposito told me that Castlevania yeah. Yeah. was essential so if you don't think so you 
you're wrong. Yeah, at right. least we're not trying to like sell you loot boxes or anything like that. Right. You know? Not yet. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I should mention that for just five ninety nine. <laughs> if you no. do, if you you can uh, type choose into, what gets essential. Yeah. <laughs> Go to loopbox.gov <laughs> and type in nestalgia.com and you will get one loopbox. Did you say loopbox.gov? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> loopbox.gov. Yep, I love that. Uh, and yeah, that's right, Sam. We just sell essential games yeah, over here. Yeah, you can votes, buy votes. Votes individually, though. Yeah, sorry, yeah. So each vote will be five ninety nine. You can't just um, right. Can't just get the game on the list for. That's for, only if you get a vote in your loot box. Yep. You might <laughs> just you, you might like just gotta play it. If you don't like what's on the essential games list, you just send us a DDoS, and uh, <laughs> no one will ever see the site again. Send us a quick DDoS. <laughs> and hit that like and subscribe button while you're at it. <laughs> um, seriously though, that is all the time for this episode. I hope you enjoyed Spelunker. If this was your game growing up, uh, and you're like upset that we didn't like it as much. Just just know this, okay? We're not making fun of you for your mistakes as a child, okay? We're not laughing at you. We're laughing with you. Come on, speak for yourself. <laughs> you should just, you know, like, don't lose sleep tonight knowing that, like, we don't approve of your game. And instead, think about what we're going to do next week with right. Spy Hunter. Probably another game that a lot of people uh, have played back in the day. And uh, I feel like I had... But then I went back and played it, and I was like, no, I really haven't. Yeah. Like, I really hadn't played this game before. So that's another brand new one for me. And that's going to be exciting, so that's why you should definitely hit that subscribe button for Reelzy when you're uh, when you're thinking about listening to another episode, because you'll get them immediately. They come every Friday. But just so that to make sure that you hit the subscribe button, I usually change it by a few minutes. So if you want to get it exactly at, like, 7.56 instead of 8.04... You, huh. defi- you, know, you definitely want to hit the subscribe button. We know you clear your Friday schedules. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do know for a fact that certain people like to hear this on Fridays. So that's why we made it Fridays. Um, summer Friday? Not summer. summer. Not, it's not summer. Wait, it might Wait, be summer. might be summer. What's it like outside? What's it, yeah. uh, <laughs> right into us. us at, yeah. Even though by the time this episode airs, <laughs> we should know what it's know. like there's outside. A, there's a form fill on the website for that whole thing if you want to tell us any of your thoughts, games yeah. you've been playing recently, what you've been eating for dinner, uh, how your um, resolutions for the year have been going. Just let me know. What's yeah. your insurance plan like? Yeah, and can we get on it? All yeah. right, guys. <laughs> you know? we, That's right. Um, and uh, as a closing thought, gamers rise up. Gamers rise up. I'm Michael Esposito. You can find me at Esposito Film on Twitter and Gamers Rise Up.